Welcome to Technology Forward. In addition to additive vendors' efforts to help healthcare workers, service providers are also doing their part. Today I'm here with Greg Thompson, Global Product Manager at Protolabs, and we'll discuss how service providers who offer a range of prototyping and manufacturing capabilities are helping to supply healthcare workers with the equipment they need. So thank you for joining me today, Greg. Thanks, Leslie. It's so welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. First question, where do service providers, such as yourself, fit in with all of the efforts to supply healthcare workers with the equipment that they need? Yeah, I, I, you know, I think our role is to, you know, ultimately offer parts and solutions. So as, as you mentioned, um, you know, at Protolabs, we're technology agnostic. Our, our goal is to support our customers with the right technology for their needs. So we have um, not only injection molding and CNC machining and, and sheet metal fabrication, we, you know, we also have 3D printing for, for additive manufacturing. And ultimately, you know, what, what the customers need is, um, you know, our capabilities and breadth of capabilities at scale and at the quality that we offer to support these very critical and, and urgent needs. And I think that's really what we, what we provide and, and why our customers come to us to, for help. Now, given all that's happening with this crisis, what impact do you think it is having and the industry's ability to respond? What do you think this is having on the uh, more additive side of the industry? To start, I, I want to applaud everyone in the additive industry for, for their response. It's clearly a group of really passionate people ready to mobilize and ready to help. And we've seen the, the entrepreneurial spirit of additive um, mm -hmm. on, on display. And I think it's, um, it's, it's so great and so admirable to see. I think the, the impact that additive's response to this crisis will, will really have, I think it reminds everyone of the real power of additive. And it, it brought it into the forefront of the conversation as a production solution. And I think there's a real opportunity now as uh, fo folks have leveraged additive and seen it be successful. Um, there's, a, there's a point in time now where we have the chance to, to move additive from where it's historically lived in prototyping and bring it to where the industry has been hoping to go, and that's, and that's into production. Uh, and so I think, I think moving forward from here, there's, there's a real chance to do that. So do you think that what people have seen, that this is going to persuade uh, potential users to look more closely into this and potentially even adopt this technology more often? I, I think so. I think you know, we've learned a lot about you know, the, the flexibility of our global supply chain as a whole and, you know, its ability to, you know, adapt to unanticipated disruptions, you know, certainly from this crisis um, and its ability to, to escalate production quickly, right, which is what we needed, right, for critical applications mm -hmm. like test kits and like ventilators and like, you know, personal protective equipment. And so what, what happened was everyone really took a fresh view as to how anything that they needed could get made, and customers were were wide open to any technology solution. And so, you know, we saw many of our our customers come to us and and really ask for quotes across our services. Right? They they were mm -hmm. open to evaluate their parts across any service that would help them find the best option for their need, their part, and their and their timetable. And so that included, you know, really high volume quotes for for 3D printing, and and you know. Three, additive was the right choice and successfully filled many many of those applications, right? And so, you know, as we look forward, right, folks are going to have to 
really rethink what you know their supply chains will be and which manufacturing solutions that they'll use. And so I think this this will create a new openness, um, you know, as we rebuild the the supply chain to be to be broad, to be flexible, to be responsive. And so you know I think it will continue the conversation about you know, what the possibilities are across all the different manufacturing technologies. And that's going to that's gonna benefit all of us, but especially additive, right, because I think more and more companies are going to consider it and come to consider it as, as a really viable option for production. Any other effects that you might see on the supply chain or just the fact that it's now giving people a, a chance to examine that more closely, that they might be making I really, different choices? Yeah, I really think it's. I really think it's that. I think it's um, you know because in this time of crisis, folks opened up, you know, their consideration set to to mm-hmm. any manufacturing technology available, um, that it really got people thinking, um, you know, differently about what you know how they could manufacture parts, you know, which uh, which solutions would work best, and so in doing so, we saw additive you know, be used for applications that maybe we wouldn't have, you know, or, or that people weren't considering it for, you know, mm-hmm. in, in previous times. Have you, have you noticed or what do you see as far as maybe some of the unrecognized capabilities of additives that the efforts to fight this pandemic are starting to showcase? Yeah, I think what additive brought to the fight against COVID was, was twofold. And I'm not sure they're, they're totally new they're what we in the industry kind of knew to be to be true, but I think they're on display now um, for for many folks to see. And and what it really brought was, you know, the fast delivery of initial parts, and the mm-hmm. capability to produce complex or, or customized parts. Right. So it it takes time for molds to be prepared, um, mm-hmm. and you know, additives supplied a lot of those early parts. You know, critical to to the fast response that that we needed globally. And we saw a lot of new designs get developed, um, you know, either to, say, expand the availability of, of ventilators or critical equipments. And so some of these new and, and unique designs were, were you know, they're, they're complex. They're challenging to mold, um, you know, things like nasal swabs or valves mm-hmm. that expand the number of patients that could use, you know, a single ventilator, right? And so... Um, those are the parts that really, I think, you know, additive we're able to to support with. So, you know, we at ProtoLabs on within our additive business, we've, we've worked with a company called Ventec um, on, on ventilator parts. Those were challenging parts. Um, you know, in, in Europe, we worked with a company called East Nova that converted scuba masks into, into ventilators. And we've worked with a company called Luminex on, on um, you know, parts for, for test kits. And we got all of these stories on our, on our website at our, at our COVID response page. But, um, you know, ultimately, again, I think it, it's those early parts and those really, you know, complex or challenging parts, um, you know, that, that additive supported um, that really augments and works really well along with kind of traditional manufacturing. It sounds like in, in this case, additive was kind of a bridge as far as making something very quickly versus making something that you would have to injection mold. Additive kind of served as that go-between for some of that. Yeah, in many cases it, it, it did. And I think if you think about what's really great about 
additive, not only does it allow for really complex parts, but you know your your initial production of of parts can come relatively quickly. What's great about molding and and machining is they they're just really fantastic um, and and repeatable at scale. So you know yeah, often you know additive can work for you know that that bridge solution. Mm-hmm. Um, or the the final solution, if the part count is lower, or the or the design is necessarily you know complex either for performance, you know, or to to optimize design. So um, you know that that's really the types of things that I you know as I stand back and look at you know the role that additive has played in the COVID fight that that it's done really well with. What are some of the lessons that has been learned over the past few weeks? <laughs> yeah, I think many. Um, Mm -hmm. For me, probably two stand out, you know, and I think we've talked about it here in in our conversation, but, you know, so in terms of how goods get made, I think it reinforced kind of what we in the industry knew. It's a great way to augment traditional manufacturing and and additive has worked really well alongside molding, alongside machining and, and, and sheet metal. None replace each other. They all make sense for the right parts. And so, you know, like we talked, the, the high volume requirements are, are ultimately, they're better suited for injection molding and machining. And, you know, additives role is ideal for parts that, you know, take advantage of the technology's really key benefits, time to part, design complexity, and customization. And I think we at Protolabs, we're, we're in a fortunate position, right? We can, we can help our supply chain customers determine, you know, which of those manufacturing paths make the most sense based on their goals, their time to ramp, um, you know, and they have a choice across all of our services. And I think the second big lesson for me is that collaborations really work. You know, we've seen hospitals and industry, mm-hmm. regulatory bodies, universities and, and manufacturers um, you know, all all collaborate together to, to fight this pandemic. And we would not have seen the response that we've had without all those different areas of expertise coming together. And so I think as we move forward into the future, um, not only, you know, is there going to be an, an openness to, you know, consider a wide range of technology solutions to make parts and, and you know, create products, but I also think there's going to be an openness to, you know, working together and, um, you know, building on each other's strengths. And I think that's a great model that we can learn from and, and build on. Yeah, that sounds excellent. Uh, another quick question that came to mind. Most of these products that I've seen in the additive community, they're primarily made out of plastics. Are you seeing anything involved involving metals? Yeah, I think in in this case, most of of the needs, you know, in in the market were kind of smaller, higher scale, um, you know, plastic components. And I think that just kind of fits with the urgent need um, Mm -hmm. of COVID. There is certainly a role for um, metal applications within within additive um, for production solutions. And, And we've seen um, not only the medical community and the, and the aerospace and even automotive, you know, use those applications. Uh, and so I, I still think that the lessons that we've seen in COVID, though those required a lot of plastic parts, they they still apply in, in metals. Mm-hmm. You know, complex designs, managing, you know, um, you know, heat exchange or fluid flow, removing steps of, of labor and you know, uh, assembly by printing what used to be multiple components in, into one. 
all of those really still hold true. Um, and, and we've seen many, many examples of, of metal additive successes in, in production you know, in, in the past. They just weren't quite on display in this yeah. particular need, in this particular crisis. Yeah, it was more about speed than about uh, too much else. Yeah, I mean, it was really about uh, speed and creativity. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and again, I, I think it was not only like, you know, the, the, those bridge parts that we talked about, but, um, you know, and then transitioning into, into scale. And I can tell you, we've, we've seen that work exceptionally well at Protolabs. We've, we've, we've printed COVID parts across all four of our services. And so I think, you know, that, that to me is that, that big lesson learned, right? That, boy, there's a lot of choices and no one way that any particular part needs to be made. And so, you know, I think engineers and supply chain professionals are, are really going to take that to heart and, and you know, rethink how, how they design and how they procure goods. All righty. Well, those are my questions, Greg, and I thank you very much for your time and your information and expertise on this subject. really appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you, Leslie. It's, it's been an absolute pleasure. I appreciate uh, your time and, uh, and all your readers, and um, you know, we look forward to uh, seeing you know, where Additive can go.